Good evening. We'd like to welcome you once again. Amen. In Central Park Neighborhood Church for our Wednesday night teaching. We've been looking at the subject of the Holy Spirit. I trust that you've been learning some things and growing in your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And in tonight's message, I would like to give some thoughts. Uh, well, it won't be particularly flowing with the theme of the Holy Spirit, but I feel to change directions here for this particular uh, service this night, this class, and talk to you about uh, a little bit about the shepherd and about pastoring and about responsibilities and about uh, how this really affects us, uh, especially in this season that we are in, uh, locked out of our buildings, uh, parking lot services, uh, online services, different ways of communicating with the church and trying to pastor the church, <clears throat> trying to, amen, maintain some sense of uh, continuity and some sense of belonging and desiring to be together. Let's take a look at what the scripture teaches us concerning this and how we relate to the pastor ministry and how we relate to one another during this season and during this time that we're in. So, I want to just begin, first of all, the first thoughts of shepherding. They're found with Cain and Abel in the scriptures in, in the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 2, it says, And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. So when it says here about Abel, he was a keeper of the sheep, uh, we begin to identify with the scripture that tells us we are sheep of his pasture. And here it begins to introduce us to the thought process of the uh, sheep and being kept, being pastored, and so on. Keeper means to tend a flock. In other words, he was not just the keeper of the sheep, but he tended the flock and all the responsibilities of making sure that the, the sheep were taken care of from different diseases, uh, different food items that they might eat in the fields that they were taken into, to the protection from the different enemies uh, that would like to come and eat the sheep. That's all part of tending the flock. Pasturing it means to graze. What was the sheep to eat? Sometimes uh, in the Middle East, when you would take the sheep into the highlands to pasture them, to shepherd them, and take them to places of grazing. The shepherd had to go there and check out the grasses because some of those things were poisonous to them. So it was talking about grazing. It means to rule. It means to associate with as a friend. So there is a relationship between the pastor and the people and a relationship that is just a special place with in a congregation with their pastor and with the pastor with his people. In Genesis chapter 4 verse 9, we see as the story progresses here with Cain and Abel, we know that uh, um, they brought a sacrifice to the Lord. One was not accepted and one was. And so consequently, one brother rose up and slew the other brother. And then God comes along and and this is what the verse says in Genesis 4, 9. The Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? 
Now we looked in verse 2, a keeper of the sheep. Now he says, am I my brother's keeper? Well, it's not talking about here uh, fully pastoring, but it is but it is talking about to hedge about as with thorns. In other words, am I my brother's keeper? Do I guard him? Do I protect him? Do I attend to him in my relationship with my brother uh, and my sister? Basically, we have a responsibility with one another to hedge one another about. Sometimes that hedging about one another is a word of encouragement that helps a person to stay in the way that they're supposed to go. Sometimes it's it's just a, a putting your arm around their shoulder and an act of love and a, a caring, a sharing of heart, a sharing of life with one another. So when he's saying, am I my brother's keeper? Well, the answer is yes. Yes, we are our brother's keeper. And in that process of being our brother's keeper, it's all tied into shepherding. It's tied into caring for one another and encouraging one another to continue in the way that God wants us to go. I'd like us to turn to Psalms chapter 23, verses 1 through 6. We find in the book of Psalms, this chapter, most of the time and many times, this scripture is used in the funeral setting. But there's much more in this psalm than just uh, a funeral setting. And as we'll, we'll take a few thoughts from this today and consider uh, shepherding and uh, what this means and how it is beneficial to our hearts and our lives and how it is beneficial, especially during this time that we're in. Let's read it. I know we're familiar, very familiar with it. Um, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, many people say, well, the Lord is my shepherd, and that is true, but the other side of the truth of that is that God shepherds his people through God-called, God-graced, or God-gifted men and women to actually shepherd uh, God's people. When Jesus um, ascended, he gave gifts unto men, and part of those gifts are found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. He gave some apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers, uh, evangelists, and so on. You'll find that one of the gifts uh, that Christ gave to the church was the gift of the pastor, okay, or the pastors. And so he, he graces them, he calls them, and he gives them ability to stay with the flock, to pastor the flock, and that is how God shepherds his people. He uses mankind. And so we as the people of God, God wants us to have a shepherd. Every, every one of us need a shepherd, someone who's graced of God, someone who is called of God in that capacity uh, to care and to manage the sheep and to see that they are uh, pastored according to God's heart. <clears throat> So we've seen in Ephesians 4.11, Jesus gave these gifts. In Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, we find it says this, And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. It's a very, very potent scripture here in this. And it says he will give you pastors according to his heart. It is God's desire, it is God's heart to give pastors... Uh, and that relate to people in different areas and different ways and 
And they are there in the place that God has called them to, to minister to a body of people, to a collection of people, whether it is one race, many races, it doesn't matter, uh, but the, the grace of the pastor is there to minister to the flock that God puts them over. And it's according to his heart. <clears throat> it's not a man idea. This, this is a God idea. This is something that God has done, something that God has arranged and put together. It's according to his heart. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, Pastor Steve, who shares with us on Sunday, uh, especially that last message. If you didn't uh, get that last message, I encourage you to get that message and listen to it because it truly fulfills what this verse says. What are they going to do? They're going to feed you with knowledge and understanding. So when the pastor comes along, uh, his responsibility under God is he's going to bring us knowledge and understanding. In today, where we're at and what's going on, God will give leadership great knowledge and understanding to lead us through uh, and to cause us to know what God wants to do, how he wants us to respond, how he wants us to live in this present world, the knowledge of God. There is an anointing, amen, upon shepherds, amen, to feed us knowledge and truth, to feed us the Word of God, to lead us in the Word of God, and the Word of God, amen, will strengthen our lives. The Word of God will bring understanding to us. The Word of God will be that stabling force that enables you to walk in this present evil world. So when he says, I'm going to give a pastors according to my heart, once again, this word pastor means to tend the flock. It means to pastor the flock. It means to lead or graze in a pastor. You see, in a pasture, you find that in, uh, in the Orient, you'll find that when the, they would take the flocks out, they would take them in the highlands and they would take them up and they would take them into areas where the flock could graze. They would, And before they would do that, they would go beforehand and they would check out the pasture land. They would check out what was needed uh, so that the sheep could come and they would find good nourishment. They would find a place where they could put their nose down because uh, sheep are, are not like goats. Goats take a bite and then they lift their head and they're always looking around and Sheep put their nose down and graze in the field that they're in. And so you'll find that the shepherd takes us into areas and so that we can graze from the Word of God and we can be a partaker of it and it will nourish us. It will, it will add to our life and give us knowledge and understanding of how we are to live in this day and age. It means to rule a flock and to have a relationship with it. So when he says he's going to feed us with knowledge and feed us with understanding. Well, knowledge is what it is. The Bible says in Second Peter 3.18, grow in the grace of God and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, growing in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ is basically uh, getting a hold of that Bible that you have, reading it, attending services, uh, attending classes, um, listening to other uh, speakers, uh, that God uses to open the Word of God to us, and we'll find that we can grow in knowledge. We grow in knowledge of God Himself. We grow in knowledge of how He is, and how He moves, how He thinks, 
and we can be a partaker of that and we can grow in it uh, and I thank God that I'm not the same as I was yet two weeks ago I have grown in the knowledge of the Word of God I've attended services I've looked at the Word of God I've received instruction from the Word of God we're continually growing in the knowledge of God so that's one of the things that shepherding ministry does it causes us to grow in the knowledge of the word which is then in turn is growing in the knowledge of God himself understanding uh, is kind of an interesting word the word understanding means to make or act circumspect in other words you know how to act wisely and you know how to give a wise answer in today's I'm going to say in today's marketplace in today's society it gives you understanding it means intelligence and so God gives us knowledge gives us understanding through shepherding ministries that will cause us to have a rightly word that can be given forth that will be a word of peace that will be a word of understanding that will be a word that will guide not only your own life but it can be used to guide other people's lives and bring them to a place of intelligence and and one of those places of intelligence is if God be for us who can be against us God will not forsake us God will not leave us but he's there with us he's with us in the storm he's with us in this situation that is before us well that's part of part of growing and understanding because when you grow in understanding it has a definite effect on your uh, ability to walk with God in peace ability to walk with God amen in uh, this life and go to bed at night and sleep and be uh, free from those things that many people are not free of because they don't know the Lord Jesus he goes on in Psalms 23 the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want that word want really means uh, to fail want or lessen in other words God is going to bring us a word God is going to bring us uh, that which we need so that we don't fail so that it, it is not a matter of falling it is not a matter of lacking in the knowledge and the wisdom of God but he's going to give us that which we need so that we can be successful so that we can live life in peace so that we can live life uh, the way God intended us to live so he goes on and says he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside the still waters we won't take the time to go into each verse here but we will uh, capitalize on some of the things that the benefits of having shepherding ministries and being properly relating to them he restoreth my soul verse 3 he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake verse 4 yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies thou anointest my head with oil my cup runneth over Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So as we look at this, we we can see some different equipment that God graces uh, uh, pastoral ministry for, for the benefit of pastoring the people, guarding the flock, ministering to the flock, tending the flock, and 
it behooves us to properly relate to that ministry because it's, they're all benefits for us. They're all things that uh, we need to live this life. Every I'll say this, every person needs a pastor in their life. Every person needs a pastor in their life. It's a grace that God has given, and that grace is for the benefit of each one of us. So let's just take a look at some of the things that now we associate with this pastoral ministry. Uh, number one is the voice. Interesting thought in John chapter 10, verse 16. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also must I bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall be, there shall be one fold and one shepherd. God gives the shepherd a voice, and uh, my people know my voice. So God has, there's a voice recognition that comes with being sheep and shepherd and the relationship that comes together. I know that Pastor Steve in this church, uh, I recognize his voice. And everyone who attends here, we recognize his voice. We listen to this voice. Because from this voice comes instruction from God. Not only is there instruction from God, there is wisdom that comes from God. There is knowledge that comes from God. There are warnings that come from God. There are exhortations that come from God. There is admonishment. There are many things that come through the voice. And when we listen to that voice and pay heed to the voice, you'll find that it becomes a protection to you. Uh, it can save you many heartaches. It can save you um, different ways in life that uh, the only thing that is the answer for that is that the voice of God comes through that particular ministry. It comes to you personally. It comes to you through the ministry. And it can bring the wisdom of God to you. In John chapter 10, verses 25 through 28, Jesus said to them, I told you, and you believe not, the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not, because you're not my sheep, as I have said unto you. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. And he ties that into believing, and he ties that into following Jesus. And he says, I know them, and they follow me. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So the voice, then, it is a voice that God gives the shepherd. It, in this voice, is talking about uh, disclosure. It is an opening of things. It is a revealing of God. It is a revealing of the Word of God. And in the revealing of the Word of God, it can address any purpose. It can address any situation is there. Wisdom can come and be poured forth. And this word voice, it also means to lighten or to show. So, in other words, the voice that God gives and graces the pastoral ministry with, it brings knowledge, it brings understanding, it addresses many purposes for our life, and it is to enlighten us. It is to shine on the path. Uh, God's word is a path to us. God's word is something we can walk in. God's word is something we can live in. And when that uh, voice that comes in enlightens us and brings to us the revelation of the word of God, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ, you'll find then the, the importance of listening to the voice of God, the importance of listening to the voice of God. Uh, the second thing I want to talk about that comes with the pastoral ministry is the fold. 
Whenever you read the scripture, you'll find that shepherd and folds are normally, many times, they're in the same scripture. They come together. Uh, John ten sixteen and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall be one fold and one shepherd. Jeremiah 23, verse 3, And I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries, whither I have driven them, and I will bring them again to their folds. I will bring them again to their folds. And when they come into their folds, it says this in Jeremiah 23, verse 3, And they shall be fruitful and increase. Two benefits there from being involved and being in the fold. Okay? In the fold. When you think of the fold, I'll give you some thoughts here concerning the fold. What is the fold? It is not uh, brick and mortar and and boards uh, that make up a building that we enter into. No, the fold is a couple of things here. I'll give you a thought. And that is... Uh, when the the shepherds of old would would be out in with their sheep, they would take weed these tumbleweeds. They would be like tumbleweeds we have. Only these weed, I'm going to call them weeds, but uh, they are bushes and they have long thorns on them. He would gather them and he would make an enclosure and uh, stack these uh, weeds upon one another and then bring the sheep with inside those. Uh, stacked tumbleweeds that have the thorns and the sheep would come in and lie down and the pastor would stay in the entrance. He would lie in the entrance uh, so that nothing could get into the sheep and so that the sheep uh, wouldn't get out and be wandering around in the darkness of night. And these thorns are very long. They can be up to two inches long. They're like needles. And even when mice and and animals would try to get into the fold, many times they would get stuck on those thorns and it would cost them their life. So the fold then is really the surrounding presence of God himself. And then in the doorway is the shepherd, is is man. So you have have two things here. One is the the responsibility of God and his sovereignty that, that goes around us and protects us. Then the other part of it is the responsibility of man, the grace man that God gives, and he sleeps in the door. So God marries his his responsibility with man. He re- marries his uh, uh, himself with humanity to bring about this fold so that the people of God can find a place uh, that literally it means a home. A fold is a home, and it means uh, to be satisfaction satisfaction. It's a home. It's a place of belonging. It's a place of security, being with the fold. So the fold is another um, benefit of the people of God that comes with the pastoral ministry. As we read Psalms again, he says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod, well, the rod, the shepherd would go out and find a small tree He would cut the tree down, he would dig it up, and um, he would uh, take all the roots off of it, and he would have a knob at the end of the base of the trunk of the tree. He would cut it up, and he would whittle it down so that it would fit his hand, and then what he would do is he would take that, 
and he would learn to throw it and become very accurate with it. The reason he would do that is because snakes would come up many times when the sheep were out in the pasture, and uh, when they would raise up the pastor, uh, the shepherd boy would throw that uh, um, rod and literally hit the snake and kill the snake and protect the sheep. The rod also, when the sheep would come into the fold, he would lay the rod on the back of the sheep. It would split the wool. He could see the condition of the skin. And so consequently, they would come under the rod. They would come under the authority of the shepherd and they could be inspected to see if they were diseased, to see if they needed any special care. The other tool that we find here is the staff. Well, we know what the staff is. is like a long pole with a curve on the end. That's predominantly a tool that comes with the shepherding ministry. And that taff, that staff could be a, a walking stick for the, for the shepherd himself, or when the sh- uh, sheep would get themselves in difficult situations, he could reach in with that staff and grab a hold of the sheep and pull them out from under thorny bushes, he could pick them out of places where they may have fallen into, and that staff was there to be used for the benefit of ministering and leading the flock of God. So the rod, protection, staff, is two more parts of this equipment that is given the shepherd. Something else that the shepherd would do is, and we're going to finish with this point, and it's this, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. One of the things that the shepherd had was a horn of oil, and he would anoint the sheep. He would pour anointing oil upon the head of the sheep. I'm going to give you four basic reasons why he would do that. Number one, because of the uh, arid uh, temperatures that were there, and desert temperatures that were there in those days, he would anoint the sheep because they were subject to sunstroke. In other words, the, the heat of the day could get to the sheep. When we come and we assemble in the fold and when we come together and when we uh, come and listen to the shepherd, the shepherd, when he shares the word of God, it comes forth under the anointing. It comes forth from the mind of God. It brings wisdom. It brings understanding. And what that does, there's a fresh anointing that comes upon our head for the heat of the battle, for the heat of the day, for the heat of the things that come upon us. We uh, so desperately need that in this day and in this hour. So anointing is for sunstroke. The second thing is that the anointing oil was poured on the head. It would run down the nose of the sheep, and uh, there was a purpose for that. When it would run down the nose of the sheep, there was a bug in the field, and it was called a nasal fly. And where the nasal fly would deposit their eggs is that they would find a sheep that is not anointed, they would fly up the nose of the sheep, deposit their eggs, and let the eggs mature till they become worms. And then the worms crawl up the nose, go into the brain of the sheep, and then you have what you call a bug sheep. Well, the anointing that runs over the nose basically protected from the nasal fly. And so the anointing then is something that uh, protects you from all the things that bug you. And, and there are many things especially in this day that bug us. There's political moves. There's all kinds of different things in the media and in the news and 
disturbing things and things that can bug us. Listen, we need to come on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, uh, to come and find a fresh anointing because those things want to bug us. Those things want to crawl in and disturb us. Uh, and the anointing that is to be applied to our to our minds and to our heads, uh, it will protect us in this day and age. The Spirit of God is going to bring even more wisdom and He's going to grant uh, understanding to come on a daily basis that we need, amen, as we... Uh, navigate our way through what is going on in society today. The third thing is that the anointing, uh, they would anoint the head of the sheep was, it was for the protection of relationship. Uh, many times uh, uh, the sheep, uh, especially during the mating season, there would be headbutting and there would be things that could cause great damage. Well, the oil was applied and when the oil was applied, the, the head glasses off instead of making full contact and bringing uh, damage to the individual sheep. The last thing is that, that the head was anointed because in the fields where the sheep would uh, graze, there was the snake called the adder, and uh, they would burrow into the ground and have their nest in the ground, and around their hole would be nice green grass all around it. The shepherd would put... Uh, anoint the sheep and the oil would run over the nose and then he would go find the hole where the adder was and pour around the grass. He would pour the oil because the snake does not like the smell of the oil. And so consequently, the snake could not come out of the hole, attach himself to the nose of the sheep and kill the sheep. That's a, the last point concerning the anointing oil. And so when we come on a daily basis and we come under the Word of God and we listen to the fresh Word of God, it comes under the anointing from the shepherd. And when that shepherd is sharing that Word, it brings knowledge, it brings understanding, it brings a fresh oil upon us, a fresh protection from uh, the snake. And we know who the snake is. It is the devil who would like to attach himself, amen, and pull us down and destroy us in this day and age. Anointing oil, the importance of the anointing oil that comes, one of the ways that it comes is through the ministry of the word, through the anointed shepherd that God brings to us. So today we share some thoughts with you. Be faithful, whether it's a parking lot of a service, whether it's online services, whether it's your daily reading, uh, keep yourself in the way, keep yourself, amen, with the shepherd, keep yourself Amen. In a place where you're constantly cared for, where you're constantly anointed, and you will see that God will do marvelous things for you. In Jesus' name, the Lord bless you. Amen.